Amen. All right. Thanks, Matt. Man, we've been, we've been hearing a lot of stuff already today. And, you know, with all the information we've gotten, uh, I would say that we are kind of stuffed. You know, we're kind of stuffed. And so we're going to begin a series, and we're naming it just that. We're naming it Stuffed. Okay. Thinking about uh, going to uh, Thanksgiving meal. How many guys eat way too much for Thanksgiving? Anybody? Okay, so Thanksgiving, it's always a good time to, you know, wear like those spandex uh, kind of pants or whatever, elastic pants that you can, you can, you know, go, go in that direction. Man, because we have been, we have been blessed and we have been honestly stuffed. God has given us so much. And, and honestly, things are changing around here. Things are changing at our church. Uh, we looked at all these parents and we realized that things are changing in their lives for sure. You know, like a lot of less sleep and all this stuff going on with, with taking care of a little one. Things are really changing. We know in, in our lives, um, things are changing. In Old, Old Testament people's lives, things were changing. In New Testament people's lives, things were changing. God is a God who changes us. And so here's what I want to do. Man, I promised you guys 10 minutes, so we're going to go, like, fast today, okay? So you have your Bibles? We're going to look at a story of, of God changing someone's life in John chapter 5. The way we'll do it, man, turn, go ahead and turn there if you have your Bible. But John chapter 5, we're going to go through these, these verses um, today Talking about how we have been stuffed. That's kind of a great picture right there. It's not of me. Maybe you think it is, but it's not a picture of me. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we are stuffed. God has blessed us in tremendous ways. Let's look at how he blessed someone else in John chapter 5, starting in verse 1. Here we go. Lightning round. You ready for this? John chapter 5, verse 1. Here's what the Bible says. After this... A Jewish festival took place, and Jesus, he went up to Jerusalem. So Jesus, he had just healed a young boy, and then he and his disciples, they go to the big city. They're, they're in Jerusalem, verse 2. Verse 2 says, by the sheep gate in Jerusalem, there's a pool called uh, Bethesda in Aramaic, which has uh, five colonnades. And when it, within these lay a large number of the disabled, blind, lame, and Paralyzed. So this word Bethesda means a house of mercies. And it is not just a fairy tale that this place existed. It is a true place. Uh, archaeologists have dug this place up and found these two pools just north of the Temple Mount. And around it are these kind of archways, these five archways. And people would go there. The, the lame, the paralyzed, they would go there. The disabled people would go there because they were searching for hope. Because in that culture, if you were lame or paralyzed, um, you, had, you had no hope. They were searching for something. And look what verse 5 says. Verse 5, we meet this guy. The Bible says one man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. I mean, if you've been disabled for 38 years, your life really is hopeless, especially in that culture. You have no job. No one's taking care of you. You're cut off from society. I mean, it's a bad place to be, terrible place. Here's what verse 6 says. When Jesus saw him there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to get well? He says to this guy, do you want to get well? And what really he's kind of saying is, do you want what I can give you? This is what Jesus was asking this guy. Do you want what I can give you? And honestly for us, that is the question that Jesus asks every one of us. And we have to give a response in the middle of that question. And, and sometimes it happens when we were little. Jesus says, do you want what I can give you? In a vacation Bible school, you say, you know what? I want that. 
I want hope in my life. I want to be saved from my sins. I, I, want, the, I want that to happen in my life. And so, so Jesus, he, he saves us. Maybe it happens when, during our rebellious years as, as a teenager, or maybe in our 20s or 30s or 40s, or maybe in our 70s, we finally get to a point where we say, you know what? I want what you can give me, Jesus. Jesus is constantly asking us, do you want what I can give you? And here's the, his guys, this guy's response in verse 7. Look at verse 7. Verse 7 says this. He says, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. This was this man's response. He says, man, I've tried everything. I've tried everything to get well. Um, and, and I've tried it over and over and over again. And what happened is, is back then, this, this pool, every once in a while it would bubble up and kind of stir. And they were really superstitious. And they thought that angels were stirring up the water. And they believed the first person that could like crawl or roll or jump into the, the, the pool as fast as they can, the first person would be healed. And this guy is saying over and over again, he's always the last one to get into the pool. He has no one that's there to help him. And he has been sitting around this place trying to find hope and trying to be healed. And the question is, is that you? I think in this life, we all chase after things we think are going to give us hope. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's an opportunity, a financial opportunity. Uh, maybe it is our, our family and taking care of them and seeing that they, they succeed in life. And we look, at, we look at all of these different ways that we try to find hope in this world. And Jesus is saying, do you, do you want what I can give you? This guy says, man, I've been trying. I've been trying. Look what happens in verse 8. Here's what Jesus says. He says, get up. He tells this guy to get up. Pick up your mat and walk. And the Bible says that instantly, not didn't take a long time, instantly this guy, he, he got well. He got so well that he picked up his mat and he started to walk. What, what we got to realize here in this, this scripture and in this passage is that Jesus is everything that this guy was looking for, you know? Everything that he was hoping for, everything he was trying to strive for in this life to, to get well and to get better, to get back on track, Jesus was everything he was looking for. And he didn't even realize it. And the same thing for us. Jesus is everything that we are looking for. And before we get into that a little bit more, we got to look at this healing that just occurred. There's some things that I realized about this, this healing. First, it wasn't fake. It wasn't a fake healing because this guy had been, been for 38 years paralyzed. So Jesus is younger than that. He's probably 33, 32 around this time. And so this dude has been paralyzed longer than Jesus has been on earth. And so if this was a fake healing, this guy would have had to start his, his fake charades long before Jesus was even born, okay? So this is a, is, isn't a fake healing. This is a, a real healing. We also see that this isn't a faith healing, a lot of people believe in faith healings, like, you know, if you just have enough faith, then man, you come on the stage, I'm going to slap you on the, the top of your head, and you're going to be healed, and all this crazy kind of stuff. We believe that if we just have just enough faith, then we will be healed. But this guy, he did no faith in Jesus. Because what did he say in verse 7? He said, all my faith is in that water. See, when that water's stirred, I'm trying to get, that's all my, all my hope is. I try to get in, but I can't. I'm searching for this hope, and I can never find it. He had no faith in Jesus but Jesus still healed him. What I realized, what we've got to realize today is that his healing was free, right? This, this healing this, that Jesus gives him is absolutely free. This guy didn't deserve it, and he sure didn't earn it. He didn't pay for it. He didn't barter for it. 
Jesus gave it to him freely. And finally, I see that this, this was a full healing. This guy wasn't like sort of healed or kind of healed or went a slow process. The Bible says that instantly he gets up and takes up his mat and he goes. I mean, Jesus, didn't, the Bible didn't say that he goes and, and picks up uh, this guy and kind of helps him or gives him some crutches or, you know, tells him to go, like, get a physical therapist and do some strength training. I mean, can you imagine if you had been disabled for 38 years, what would your legs look like? What would the, the muscles look like? You'd be all atrophied. You'd have, you'd have no strength. The Bible says he was healed completely and instantly. And so this was this guy's response. He gets up, doesn't he? The Bible says this guy gets up, and he immediately, he obeys Jesus, because Jesus called him to do something. He called him to action. He called him to, to not just, just get up and stand there. He, he told him to get up, take up his mat, and go. He called this man to action. And I was thinking about that for us. Like, you and I, we're so privileged, aren't we? I mean, we are, we are stuffed. You know what I mean? We are absolutely stuffed when it comes to God blessing us. We have this fullness of, of, of God's love in our lives. We have the, the, the understanding that Jesus has saved us from our sins if we're believers in Christ and we've given our lives to him. We are completely and absolutely blessed. And not only that, but God blesses us in so many other ways. If you're sitting in this room or watching online, Every single one of us is in the top 10% of the wealthiest people in the world. 90% of the people do not have what we have. And I was thinking about this. Just imagine if there was only 10 guys in that, that, uh, around that pool. I don't know how many people were there. I don't know how many disabled people were there. But let's just say there was 10 of them. Why did Jesus only heal one dude? Weren't there other people around? Why didn't Jesus heal these other guys? Because the Bible says he... Out of all the people that were disabled, all the people that needed help, he goes and heals this one guy. He only healed this 10%. And I'm wondering, why did he do that? I guess the question for us is the same thing. Why has God blessed just us? Why has he given us so much? Why are we stuffed with the blessings of God? Some of them are, are salvific blessings, but a lot of the blessings we have are, are other things in this life. We are completely blessed. And the question I have for myself is, why, God? Why did you bless just me? we got to realize something. Not only are we stuffed, but this blessing is not just for us. Another way to say this is that we are filled with Christ to bless others. The reason you and I have so much is so that we can bless other people. The reason this guy was healed, it wasn't just for him. The reason he was healed is so that he would go and tell other people. And so that his message of his healing might go and be bigger than just his healing. God blesses us for a reason. And the reason is, is so that we can bless other people. We are filled with Christ to bless others. And this month, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about ways that you and I are just stuffed. You know what I mean? We have been given so much. And so this is kind of the call for today, is to think about, God, what do I do with that? What do I do with the blessings that you have given me? Because it can't just end with us, you know? 
What a waste of a blessing if it just ends with us. God has blessed us financially. He's given us resources. He's given us um, margin in our life. He's given us opportunities to go. God has given us a ton of ways that we can take the blessings he's given us and pass them on to other people. And that's what this kind of story is all about, of God blessing someone for a reason. So in your own life, how has God blessed you? How has he blessed us? And the question is, what is the response to that? We've been talking about a lot of different ways we can, we can give, a lot of different ways that we can bless other people. I pray that today, as a family, you would think about that. Maybe today is the time for you to go in the back and talk to the Project Hope people. Or there's these trees you can, you can take uh, one of the, the cards off of and look at different ways locally that you can bless someone else. God has given us so much, not so that it ends with us, but so that we can bless other people. So here's what I want to do. Church, why don't you all stand with me for a second? As you're standing, think about that. How can I be a blessing to other people? Maybe financially you can't do that right now. That's awesome. That's fine. Man, pray. Pray. Maybe you can go. Maybe you can partner with some local, local ministries. Maybe you can go overseas and, and really do some blessing of other people. God has called us to make this life more than just about ourselves. So let's pray about that right now as we conclude. God, we thank you for this the story of the man who was miraculously healed by Jesus, who was hoping for something and looking for hope in all the wrong places, but, but you, Jesus, stepped in even when he wasn't expecting it, and you saved him. You healed him. You were everything that he was searching for. And God, in our lives, you are everything that we are hoping for, everything we are searching for. And God, you have given us so much love and hope that we don't deserve. You've blessed us more than we can even imagine. And I pray, God, that we will be your hands and feet. Whatever that looks like for us personally, God, help us to be Christians that don't just think about these things, but we're actually those who pick up our mat and we go. We go overseas. We give. We serve. We partner with people here locally. God, whatever you're calling us to do, help us to be a church that's just like that. Help us as families to be just like that. Because, because God, people matter. These little babies matter. These orphans matter. At the end of the day, it's people. It's all about people because that's what Jesus did. He was all about people and we should be the same way. So help us, God, to know what that looks like for each one of us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.